Hi everybody, this is Joe the Widget Wilson. I'm coming back from my second host journal for 7-14-2012. This time I wanted to talk about writing and the book that I wrote, Continue. A little bit how I got started in writing, if you guys will bear with me. <laughs> I was quite horrible in English all through grade school, high school, and even college. Uh, I was a 3.8 student in high school because I could never get higher than a C average in English. I think I got a B one quarter in high school and that was the most amazing thing to me. That was the only class I could never ace, ever. Well, one day in college, a friend of mine said, you know, since you're so horrible at English and you're a 3.82, why not try a different type of English class, like a guaranteed A as he called it. So I, uh, I said, sure, what is it? And he goes, creative writing. I had dabbled in, in stories and things like that. Never thought I had much talent for it. I have a way overactive imagination. Oh, dear Lord, it's crazy. So I figured, sure, why not? I'll give it a shot. And uh, after doing that for a quarter, I fell in love with it. And the funny story is, is that <laughs> we had our, our final for that class was to, create a, was to write a short story fantasy-based. And... It had it couldn't be more than ten pages, and it had to have a completion, a complete start, and a complete finish, with key points noted. And I wrote that story. I wrote the short story, and it took me no time at all. But in the meantime, all through this class, I was working on a book idea, and I had wrote the first chapter as a test, you know, just giving it a shot. Well, um, we had to email in our our. Uh, our finals on a certain day and time. I emailed it and I went to class the next two days later and everyone got their their, uh, their finals back and the professor came to me and put this big pile of papers on my desk and he said, you know Joe, I, I gave you a C because it was three times longer than what I requested and didn't have a completion. He goes, what the funny thing is is that this would have made a wonderful first chapter of a book. And I looked at it, and I looked at the title, and I started cracking up. I said, sir, I did send you the first chapter of a book I've been working on by mistake. He started laughing, and because he loved it so much, he said, I'm going like, to go ahead and, and email me your, your real final tonight, and I'll grade that. I got an A. I got an A on that course. The first English class I ever had gotten an A. I took that class again, and again. <laughs> more advanced creative writing classes and by the time I finished my professor basically said Joe you really should consider writing as a profession said uh, you have a talent for it you know how to tell a story and one of the key things he always expressed to me in class was emotion everything in, in media is based off of emotion when, it looks, when, you, when you listen to music Every time you listen to a song, you like a particular song because it brings out an emotion in you that you that you want to have. You may not think about it at the time, but go back and listen to your favorite songs and think about what kind of mood it puts you in. Movies, it's the same thing. If you walk away from a sad movie crying, it was a good sad movie. If you walked away from a sad movie laughing, it was horrible. If you walked away from a comedy laughing in tears because it was so funny, that drove the emotion to where it needed to be. Books and stories are the exact same way they have to they have to draw the reader's emotion out 
and into the story. If you can draw their emotion out during the story, they get more attached to characters, they get more attached to the story involved, and they feel like they become a part of that story. Um, and he said I had a talent for that. I told him I would consider it. Well, I finished finished school, went into the video game industry, and, started, and was working in the video game industry for a while. But as I was doing that, I kept thinking about this story in the back of my head that had been developing over the last three or four years. And I kept wondering if I should really sit down and write it. Well, I got hooked on a game way back in the day called... Uh, it was for PlayStation 2. It was EverQuest Online Adventures, the first MMO for a console. Well, I found a forum that was fan fiction called Round, Rob Round Robin Storytelling. And what Round Robin Storytelling is, is where one person creates the, the start of a story using their character. Other people would then jump in and post a small tidbit of their character in the same story. And they would keep doing this until the characters met, and then the two people that, that met would write in their little tidbits, maybe three or four paragraphs at a time each post. And the story progressed by all these different imaginations going on. Well, the stories that I started, that I was involved in, became extremely popular. They were the first round robin in that forum to have a full, complete start and finish. And when printed out, it was 310 pages. And it, I actually started getting fan email, which surprised the snot out of me. I never expected something like that. One of those emails was from an author that I am a, a big fan of by the name of Pierce Anthony. He wrote one of my favorite fantasy books of all time, fantasy series called Zant. If you've never heard, if you never read the Zant series, read them. And you want to read the older ones. The first three series of that were the best. The newer ones, they get kind of religious and just ugh. But the first like fifteen books are amazing, funny. Their story is gripping. The world is cool. Loved it. And he asked me if I had considered writing full-time. This is through a series of emails. And I told him, I had thought about it, but I am probably the worst speller and the worst at grammar in this country for my age. And he laughed about that and said, no, I think I rival you for that. I said, really? But you're this famous author. And he said, look, you can quote me on this. He said, all the best authors were the worst in English in school. Everyone who did really well in English in school are your editors. I laughed about that, and he goes, I said, it kind of makes sense. It's uh, kind of like, if I'm too worried about grammar and spelling and making things proper, I'm taken away from writing the story. And he goes, exactly. Write the story first. Let the editors deal with your spelling and grammar issues. They can hate you all they want, that's what they get paid for. I laughed about that, and I, I really considered that. And finally, about a year later after that, I started, sat down and started writing this new story that came into my head that I was so anxious to try. I had been developing the world, I had been developing the characters and the primary story. I was basically writing a story that I wanted to read that I wanted to see as a movie or something like that. And I I wrote the book chronologically. This is unusual for many authors. Most authors will write the beginning and the end and then write key points in the story and then just kind of fill in the blanks. 
I wrote it chronologically, from the start to the very end. And what I did is I started, I wrote post-it notes, posted all over the wall from the start to the end of the, of the book. And these post-it notes were each key point in the story, from the start to the finish, that where each key event occurred. I knew exactly how these events had to be, how they tied into the rest of the events, and I wrote the story in between that. And as I, I planned this whole world out, I, I hand-drew a map of a, of a unique uh, continent that is known as Continua, and how it worked, and the, where the cities were, where the land was. And then I, I started writing down on a, on a separate um, Microsoft Word sheet was the different races of, of people and their culture. And I started writing little little like uh, crazy backstories of their, their history and their culture and I, I started coming up with a, a, a language type for each race if you will which then developed into a specific name type of name that they would use for their people which helped me develop come up with the names for the main characters of the book and even the sub characters and I developed like okay what makes these races different so I thought about the size of the people, their general geography, their culture, and what they specialize in. <clears throat> and that developed into the story and the main characters. All this time, as I wrote this book, and I, I just I was started writing it in third person view, which is basically your standard way you, you read you, you read a book where you see everything going on around it. You're like the, the the person looking through the screen, if you will, the person watching from a distance. You're not directly in with the characters. So I thought, okay, the main character, John, is a person from our world, from our time, going into a world that is completely different. So if I wanted to have my readers feel what John is feeling, why don't I write the book through his eyes, which is known as first person. Most writers don't write in first person because it is extremely challenging to write a story based on that perspective. But it seemed to fit for what I was trying to go off of. Because as John was experiencing this new world, he was experiencing it through our eyes, how we would experience it. And that's how I wrote it when I was... As I wrote, I got lost, so lost. I would sit down to write, and I would picture the entire story in my head as if I was John, or if I was watching this as a movie. And I saw everything in detail, every conversation, every surrounding area, everything. And I got engrossed in my own writing, and four hours would fly by, and I thought it was 15 minutes. It was weird. <laughs> I remember writing most. I did most of my best writing at night. Probably start writing around 10 p.m. and be done by two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. And I did this for seven months until the book was finally completed. And then it took several months after that to go through and and edit, do my own personal edit, of changing the story. I had a couple of proofreaders that would read the story as I wrote it chapter by chapter and tell me, you oh, know, this doesn't really seem to work. Maybe you should change this. And I would go back and relook at it. And I, I think I changed the beginning of the book probably seven times. And it's still, the book starts out a little bit slow, but I, there's a lot I needed to describe and lots to explain. This, this, basically the setup of the story. And I wanted it to build. 
I love it when a story builds. You know, you start out kind of mellow and you get used to the characters. And then as you go through the story, it just gets more and more intense, more emotionally drawing. That's the that's the kind of idea I went on this story. And I think I, I, I achieved it. I mean, I caught myself laughing at my own jokes. I caught myself crying at certain points. I felt... And what really helped me get lost in writing... This is my biggest tip to any any future writers out there. Any current writers. Listen to music when you write. And it has to be music that doesn't have words. That way it's just like you're playing your own theme music. But you have to pick music that portrays the emotion of the moment in the book that you're writing. What I did is I had... I have several thousand songs in my playlist, several. And I went through and picked all my Celtic, um, New Age, orchestrative music, and I listened to each one of them. And I determined what kind of emotion it drew from me. And I put that into each different playlist on iTunes. So I had a sad playlist, I had an action playlist, I had a angry playlist, I had a comedic playlist all that so I can just go into that playlist and play a song and let that emotion grip me as I wrote it and try to portray what was going on in that story. I had so much fun writing it, it was unreal. And I never thought I actually had a chance of getting that book published, ever. I mean, I submitted to many publishing houses, got my fair share of, de- of declines, which is fine. I got one contract. Actually, it was my third one that I submitted to that was a contract. But the contract was a new author-based contract. And this is where it gets interesting. New author-based contracts is where a publisher says, Look, we think your story has a lot of potential, and we think we can sell it. But we only think we can. So here's what we're offering you. And they basically said, You have to come up with $3,000 as a deposit, basically. And if you're... When your book sells over so many co- copies of books, mine in my case was 5000 they would return the money. Because it's basically saying, okay, we're taking a chance at you. We're going to cover 90% of the cost of getting this advertised, published, blah, blah, blah. But if for some reason your book doesn't sell, we recuperate some of our loss. But if your book does sell, you get that money right back and it continues on. And the royalty was a 12.5% royalty, which was pretty high for a printed book. I had to unfortunately decline it. I couldn't... uh, That was a very, very poor time in my life. I was working a part-time job. I couldn't find another job. It was... I was in between jobs. It was miserable. I was living on food stamps. Barely able to make rent. I had my car tried to be... They almost tried to repo my car. It was a bad time for finances. So I had to decline that contract. So I shelved it. And a few years later, I went back and looked at the market again and found out that you have to have... Nowadays, you have to have a literary agent. Most major publishers out there will not accept any submissions from authors anymore. It has to be done through an agent. And the reason is is that the agent is the one now who goes through and picks the best writers. So that way, when they submit to a publisher, the publisher knows that this guy has already been checked out. This agent likes him. Maybe we'll take a look at it. Now, you got to be careful, though. A real agent... If they, if they want to sign you, will not ask for any money from you at all. Reason is, is because they're going to be asking to take a percentage of your royalty when the book sells, which gives them initiative to sell your book to a publisher. 
Never, ever, 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 ever sign with an agent who wants money up front. It's a scam. Guarantee it, guys. Been there and done that. I ran across a few of them and did my research. Luckily for me, I found a literary agency that wanted my book and wanted um, wanted 22% of my royalty. That was the sign. Well, after a while, they did get me a contract, but we declined it because it wasn't the royalties were too low. The terms of the terms were just off. Unfortunately, they declined it, and that was like the one strike against them for me. Then we got an offer from Barnes and Noble to e-publish. The royalty was extremely high. It looked great, and then they submitted it to Amazon shortly after that, and they offered to e-publish as well. So now you can find my book. It was a one-year contract, and they uh, said, "Okay, we're gonna put you on for one year and see how it goes." Well, after the year passed, I said, "We're gonna re- renew you another year because you sold a decent amount of books. It's not great, but they were impressed with the reviews and and, the, and that kind of thing that was coming through the book." I did fire my agent. They tried to rip me off, so I'm solo bound here. So I'm just gonna. I can't. I'm in ebooks and I'm kind of stuck there. Um, but I would love to get continued published a paperback someday. That would that's be a dream. And I do have plans to write the prequel, which is a story of John's parents, and then the sequel as well. But in closing, guys, I'm going to give you a little bit about Continua and what it is. Continua is about a man named John. He's a typical man from our world, single, hopeless dead-end job you know the works well on his way to a business meeting in a flight the flight crashes and when he wakes up he finds himself in a lake that is snowing and freezing but yet the water but he wasn't really cold well he meets up with a narlin which is a short short stumpy little uh, group of race similar to a dwarf kind of by the name of Hubert, who then sets him on his journey Hubert saw something special in this guy. Well, on this journey, John meets up with Rogart, a massive, massive man. Verdinarius, a little magic magic user, who has got one heck of a temper. Valaris, a plains elf, which I kind of modeled the plains elves after elves and Native Americans. That was a really cool mix, and that's kind of how I developed them. But basically, as the story progressed, John just wants to find his place in this world. He's such a huge fantasy nut that he thinks it's just the most amazing thing in the world that he found himself in a storybook fantasy world. And he wants to just stay there. He doesn't want to go back to his mundane life. He has nothing there. He was an orphan. He had nothing, no family, dead-end job. It was just not good for him. So basically he uh, tries to find his place in this world. And as it turns out, that maybe this world had been waiting for him for 500 years to arrive. So take a look at it, guys, at barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com for ebook. It's only $3.99, and it's got grammar issues. The editor that was used for the literary agent, which is one reason I fired him, did a horrible job. <laughs> so there are grammar and spelling issues in the book. I do apologize for that. I have been trying to find an editor to go through and redo it, but it cost me a ton of money. So I really can't afford that right now. But the story is... I promise you guys will love it. Um, I've gotten multiple emails, and one of the emails I got which cracked me up was from a gentleman who said he was a 42-year-old trucker 
who was reading my ebook that he found randomly on Barnes and Noble. And he was yelling at me because I made him cry in the book. He said he had never, ever, 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 ever cried from reading a book. And he did. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed this and keep on writing, guys. Just it's it's a way of releasing your imagination and use music. Music is a window to imagine to imagination. It's a window to emotion. Take care, everybody. Um, please, if you guys want to ask me questions for my next journal, um, just anything you want to talk to me about, please email me at questgamingnetwork.com. Just say in the title, Joe Journal, or whatever, and I'll take a look at it, and I'll be happy to answer your question and read it, and answer it on my next journal. Maybe give me a topic. This is a Quest Gaming Network production, everybody, and I hope you enjoyed it. Take care.